New Mathers with my motherfuckers ass. You wanna know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add. It's mathematics. Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a ball around science. What are we talking about here? Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Wise the Dome. I'm your host, Rakim. Today, I have a very special guest. It's my brother. He's a rapper. Now you can say rapper slash actor, MC. He got a lot going on, doing big things, uh, 2021 and 2022. Uh, Red Bird Rip, I appreciate you for coming on, family. I appreciate you having me, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. No doubt, man. I'm glad to have you on, man. So for, for everybody that's, you know, maybe not tapped in with what you got going on, let everybody know where you're from, man, and how long you've been rhyming. Uh, I'm from Dallas, Texas, you know what I'm saying, Southwest. Uh, I, I wasn't born in Dallas, though. I was born in Louisiana, but I've been in Dallas since I was like nine years old. Right. You know what I'm saying? I uh, grew up here, uh, went to damn near every high school in Dallas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, shit. Made my home in Redbird. Long mm -hmm. time ago, and became Redbird Rip. You know, I was real forever. I just put an address on it. So right, you know right, that's saying? dope, though. Yeah, uh, I've been rapping though since about man, since I was about thirteen, mm. maybe. Mm -hmm. So we'll say that's ninety four, right? Ninety three, ninety four. Right. Somewhere around now. So yeah, man. I've been I've been at it for a real long time, bro. Man, it is dope, man. And um, like listening to your new album, Dreams, Fears, and Motivations. Right on. Great album. Another Thank great you. album, actually. Thank you. Uh, Thank what was your what was your motivation for the title and just the you know process of recording the album? Okay. Um, so I um when I came, like the idea of the, the title, mm -hmm. I I didn't really have uh, a title you know i try to drop an album every year right right so this this year i didn't really have a title and i didn't really have a idea i just had some songs i wrote you know yeah. so i started listening to the songs that i had and i was like they either dealing with a, a, a dream or a goal or they're dealing with some fear that i have mm -hmm. so then i started looking at like i started looking at all of it together as a piece and it was like yeah, motivation, it, you know, it had some motivational spirit to it. It had a bunch of, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like a bunch of, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not not necessarily manifestations, mm -hmm. but like, um, visions. Yeah, but I got it. Things that you think that you bring it, things that you are striving to bring to, to bring right. it. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like visions, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like a vision board. And I had, I had the... You know what I'm saying? The I once I put it all together, it was like dreams, fears, and motivations just made sense. Like, so I, I just kind of went with it. Uh from there, you know, the artwork and everything just kind of came from that same idea. Once I had the title, everything else kind of blossomed from there. No doubt, yeah. no doubt. So, like on dreams, like you kind of alluded to it on uh dreams, fears, and motivations, and your other music as well, to be honest. Like uh it's not, I mean it's 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 rooted in reality, right? right it's not right. a as we know in in uh, hip hop today. It, it, a lot of times, people be playing a, a caricature, right? Um, right. And right. the music is, you know, same type of same type of imagery. Everybody's like the cookie cutter, you know, either you're the ladies' man or the dope boy or something like that, right? But right. you know, there's an element of realness in your in your music. Is that something that you consciously? have done or is that you know definitely. something that's just not something that's natural no i definitely i definitely uh try to keep it as realistic as possible mm -hmm. uh, you know i grew up in a time where uh 
you didn't there wasn't a gimmick to the rap you know what i'm saying we, you know what i'm saying you from the era i'm from where right. there wasn't a gimmick to the rap it was you are you and you're describing your surroundings and your environment mm-hmm. and your thoughts on the thing so i kind of tried to stick to that that was my way of uh being pure to the crab being pure to hip-hop was to keep it based in what I do know and what I do want. So it's 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 never uh and and, and, and you know everybody put a little cap in their rap. Oh yeah, for sure. But for but sure. you know I, I try to I try to keep it um as rooted in real life possibilities as possible. I don't I don't try to sugarcoat it and change you know what I'm saying change the the physics of how the real thing works because I you know I don't want to for one I don't want to mislead nobody you know what I'm saying right. I don't want nobody to believe and I don't want to put myself in a position where I have to stand on something that I don't necessarily believe in. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'd rather, I'd rather be able to stand on everything I say. That way, if I'm ever confronted about any part of it, you know what I'm saying, it, it's, it's tried and true. Right, you know no doubt. And does you think, do you think that makes an artist more relatable to the people? You know what I'm saying? Whenever you right. are coming from that, like, foundation of reality. Right. I like to think so. I like to think that the people that, uh, the people that hear it, they, they can, it resonate with them because of the truth in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I try to, I try to put it, I, I try to put it, I try to say it so real that it makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that when you hear it, you say, Ooh, that make you know what I'm saying? Make the hound yeah. your neck stand up a little bit. Like, I don't, I don't like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you may not like it, but the reason right. you don't like it, because I'm telling you what it really is, you know right. what I'm saying? And you just feel either that fear or that motivation, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that I'm talking about in the album. You know what right. I'm saying? So, yeah. No, that's dope. Something. That's dope. And, like, speaking of reality, you uh, have an album that has a, a feature from one of the legends, Big Rube, on there. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, that's dope in itself, you know, just being uh Dungeon Family head growing up and, you know, yes, still a fan yes, of, of DF. Like, what was it like to have, you know what I'm saying, one of the people that used to set off all the Outkast albums on your joint? Right. So that was that was the qualifying thing mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was I didn't I didn't consider myself an actual rapper. Mm-hmm. But once Big Rude blessed the project and I listened to it, I was like, wait a minute, now I'm I'm just as good, I'm just as relevant yeah. as anybody that's doing it at this point now you right. know what I'm saying like you know like I know Big Rube is a southern legend shout right. out to Big Rube and the Dungeon family man like um and I, I you know I looked up on that he just happened to make a tweet mm-hmm. uh he tweeted and said uh you know he was doing features hit him up in his inbox so I was like I wonder how much Big Rube would charge you right, know right, what I'm saying right, I, don't, right. I don't know what I you know I, so I hit him up like man look I'm independent I got this idea and mm-hmm. I, I told him the idea. He hit me with the price. It was super reasonable. I threw it at him. He came right back. He probably had it done within two days. Wow. Like he had a quick turnaround and he wow. sent it to me. And when he sent it to me, I'm talking about when I played it the first time, I was mm-hmm. like, ah, like he, he, he hit me. He hit He's me just like he hit an outcast album. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. it, it, like it super solidified everything I did, man. I was just real appreciative to him for just even, you know what I'm saying, looking my way with it. So, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely- and like you said, I mean, I mean, and for those that that grew up in in our era, and even for those that didn't, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that's that's big. That's always been big. Um oh, yeah. and being from Dallas, you know, we got a lot of different scenes as far as hip hop goes. Right. Like, you know, you have hip hop, then you have like I would say some subgenres underneath that umbrella, right? Where okay. it got 
you got the cats that focus on lyricism. You got the the part that guys that are focusing on the club. Uh, you know, uh, MCs right. that are focusing on. Uh, you know, you got the trap rappers and everything like that. And you right. know, you've always, you know, been a lyricist and have concentrated on keeping the lyricism aspect up in your in your music. Um, yes, sir. Is that is is that just because of the era that you're from? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, well, kind of. I feel like that hip hop is a like a. I look at it kind of like martial arts, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can punch, you can kick, you can you can flip, you can do. You know, it's, everything has its own techniques. You know, and mm -hmm. uh, I think lyricism is just one part of the mm -hmm. whole picture. Mm -hmm. So it's like you gotta know how to write these lyrics down in order for you to even consider yourself to be a rapper, whether they're good lyrics or bad lyrics is depending upon the time and grade and how long you've been punching at the, you know, punching at the tree yeah. or whatever, you know? And I feel like that um, is, for me, it's just something that kind of came, the technique came from constantly punching the tree. I'm steadily, like I always do it. So it just became effortless to the point that, you know, the words and stuff, but there was a time when, man, I was younger. I had a thesaurus in my pocket, man. I was, right, I was right, trying right. to be, I was I, like, I was trying to be the best rapper. You know what right, I'm saying? So I right, needed right. as many words as I could have. I needed as much knowledge as I could get just to try to spit it out and it right. be something profound. But uh, towards like now, it's, it's kind of effortless. I don't necessarily think I focus on it. Mm -hmm. I just think it's one of the elements of what I do that is a very strong element. Right, right. I yeah. understand that. I understand that. And not to derail the conversation we'll bring it back but mm -hmm. i wanted to ask your opinion on this on a couple days ago mm -hmm. on twitter spaces jay-z said that in a versus nobody can fuck with it i somewhat agree but i but i want to as another mc what are your thoughts <laughs> i mean you're supposed to feel like that I yeah. feel like every MC, if you ask anybody, they're going to tell you the same thing. Right. You ask me, and can't nobody touch me in the verses. If right, I know right. damn well, if you put me against Jay-Z, everybody going to be like, Jay won. Right. But it's, just, it's just the spirit of the, the spirit of the mm. MC is that. It's like, I can't be touched. Now, the fact that he's Jay-Z, mm. I mean, let's be honest, man. We talking about a billion dollar cat who been mm. putting forth hit after hit after hit through, through different eras. I mean, everything from reasonable doubt to death to auto-tune to 444, everything has had something on it that has resonated with the times of the people. So, right. I mean, if he feel like he can't be touched, it's probably because it's true. And, yeah, then, it, and a lot of people are bringing up people that can touch him. And mm -hmm. it's like, truthfully, yeah, these would be good matches, but until it's solidified on paper, he said right. what he said, and you can't really doubt him until somebody knock him off their throne. Right, right. Do, now, do you think that competitive spirit that you mentioned, obviously he has, obviously you have, and and other MCs that are, you know, uh, strong with their pen, mm -hmm. like, is, do you think that's important to have that competitive spirit in order to keep the raising the bar for not only for yourself, but for other MCs that is getting in the game? Definitely, definitely. I think that uh, you got to have something, uh, you know, like if you ain't, if you ain't got the 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 fire, like I don't know no MC that ain't got it in him to rap. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we, it was when we was starting this, we mm -hmm. was kids. 
it was just a circle of folks and somebody was rapping in it. Mm -hmm. And you knew when you was on the sideline, when it's my turn, I'm gonna kill it. You Man. knew that before it even started. And mm -hmm. he thought he was gonna kill it and so did he over there and everybody came in to put their stamp on it so that you knew what it was. Like, this is me and I, I dog all y'all out here. Right. And right. everybody was doing the same thing. So if you don't have that, it's almost like you don't really even have the MC in you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like Man, that's the thing, like that burn, that fire, that mm. I gotta get out there and get it. I gotta get out there and let them see me, let them hear me, let them know I got something to say too. That, that should be the driving force of every MC. You know, right. if not, then you're just a songwriter or you're just a beat maker mm -hmm. or you just, a, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But for you to actually be an MC, tried and true, 10 toned down hip hop, you gonna have that, that fire in you that you can't be took. I agree. I agree. And you know, being from the South and you being from Dallas, sometimes I feel like there's a misconception that niggas is not, niggas is not really MCing like that in the South due to what they see as right. far as the mainstream artists that come from right the, right like what's your right. thoughts on that bro uh, say it's way because i know you've lyrics. heard it and i know you've seen it yeah of course of course <laughs> but like I, to me man the south is full of mcs bro you got yeah and i'm talking about from the very beginning bro you got you still got like ghetto boy scarface you still got big mike you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. he, and he's the older cast it's like 92. Yep. You know, when you start moving into 94, 95, you get your Andre 3000s, mm -hmm. you get your uh, Teelers. And you, and you know what? They're not to cut you off. Right. Big Boy was not a sidekick. No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Big Boy was not a sidekick. I just like and to no throw that out there time. sometimes because people no act like that. Time. No, <laughs> but and that's that's a real statement because who yeah. else can stand side by side with Andre 3000, song after song after song, and not get washed up? Not get washed up. Facts. Fact. You know what I'm saying? He mm -hmm. every time Big Boy rapped, you still was interested in what he had to say. Yep. That's because he was just as good as Andre 3000. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, definitely yeah, so. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, real, I, man. And I so think the South, but don't just to finish the thought. The South has always had lyricists. It's mm -hmm. just that we've not always had the spotlight. And right. now that we have the spotlight, our lyricists aren't in it. Right. So you know I'm saying our right. spotlight is just on the jams. Right. It's like, oh, the South know how to make you move. Right, it's like, right. yeah, we do that, but we got something to say, too. Like, the words is there. So it's, I, I think we've always had them. It's just they haven't been looking at them. Yeah, that's why That's why I appreciate you, your projects, because I think that's what that's one of the biggest elements that I take away from it. You know what I'm saying? Is I like to be able, you know, just being from the South, you had, you, we got that Southern pride in us, man. And, you know, that's I like right. to show my, my people, like, Hey man, you know, like you said, we got something to say down here, and it's not all, you know, what I'm saying, strip booty shaking club. Yeah, I understand. And um, but what uh, so yeah, you wear a lot of hats, man. Um, uh, mm -hmm. you also, you know, produce a lot of uh, records on your albums. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as the process of making beats, um, did, did was that like something that you love to do as well or did that come out of necessity as far as yo i don't want to be out here looking for beats or paying for beats and this and that you know what i'm saying um how did that come about as far as you you know beginning to produce your own albums uh, everything you just said the i had a passion for it but i didn't have a necessity for it so i never did it mm -hmm. like when i first started i was making beats probably around 15 uh mm -hmm. my dad had a studio my dad was a band director for uh, a long part of my life. And then um, 
so he had um he had software that he would use to uh do sheet music you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So he'll, he'll play the notes and it'll put the sheet music on. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. I thought that was cool. So I would record stuff and come to find out you could layer and all this other stuff. And I started making beats on it on accident. My dad didn't even know he was able to do that on the software. Right. So come to find out it was Cakewalk, which is, you know, known yeah, yeah. to everybody now, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know, that you can make beats on Cakewalk. But back then he didn't know that and I didn't know nothing about nothing. But I would I would, you know, he had the, he had the keyboard, he had the uh the software. So I was making beats. I just wasn't like skilled at it. It was just something that I would do. As right. time went on, um, you know, I'm buying beats. Like all padded room was bought beats, uh, you know what I'm saying? Or people hooked me up with beats. I had other producers all over padded room. Uh, I didn't produce nothing. I think I produced one song. I produced Crown of Sprite. That was the mm-hmm. only production I had on that one. But mm-hmm. after that, um, I kind of like I took a, I took some time, bro, like to really feel like what I like who I was, you know, as mm-hmm. an artist. Mm-hmm. And I was paying for studio time, paying for beats, paying for this, paying for that, uh, sampling. Got to pay everybody for the samples. I can't put my music out because I can't clear samples. I was having so many problems with music that I decided that I would just make it myself. So mm-hmm. just to alleviate all the problems. Right. So I started making it just so I could clear I wouldn't have to worry about clearing samples and I wouldn't have to worry about paying somebody. And I wouldn't have, right. you know what I'm saying? So it, it became a necessity in the end. Right, but that right. happened That happened around uh, Solitude. When I, but when I did Solitude album, that was mm-hmm. when I first started like really doing my own beats and started doing it myself. Now, would you ever want to venture off into, you know, producing for other cats too? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I I have no problem producing for other cats. It's just that a lot of cats don't know I produce, right. so it's one of those things that it's like it never comes up, and I don't push it because it's not a um, like it's not like a oh hey I make beats right it's, like, right. it's more of a it's more of a if she, like if we make if we in the studio and. I got some, hey, check this out, see if you can rap to this. I, you know, I go through my beats too. You know, I go through everything we going through. Right. But if, if you pick mine, cool. If you don't pick mine, cool. Whatever, right. we rapping, you know? So right, right. I, I just never had the, uh, the, the fight to be a producer, but I do produce. Yeah. No doubt. Now, and so as far as uh, just musically, period, mm-hmm. um, who would you say some of your inspirations are? And it doesn't have to be just in the, you know, hip hop genre, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like who, who would you, who like, you can hear something from and you're like, damn, yo, I need to get in the lab and and, and go create. Right. So my, uh, I, I call it my holy hip hop trinity. Mm. Uh, and that's Andre 3000, Bun B and Jay-Z. Right. Mm. Those, those were the three that formed my rap style. Right. 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 Uh, other than that, musically, it's pretty much Parliament Funkadelic. Oh man, hey, I'm right there with you, man. I don't even make music, but like I've always been inspired, and that's been my favorite group, like since oh, I was yeah. young. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. That, <laughs> me too. I, man, my pops had the old records, Boosie's Rubber Band, and all yeah. that, like them cats. That <laughs> funk era, like between Parliament, Boosie, them cats. That was the music. Like I listen to Parliament albums when I paint. Like mm. you know, I paint, I paint pictures and stuff too. So, uh, like, I listen to Parliament when I paint, and I just go off, and they like, it, it was the motion. Like, they had so much motion in their sounds. Like, it wasn't, it didn't sound like somebody was one, two, three, four. Right, right. It sounded like, just start playing. 
Right, right, just right. play, and we right, gonna, right. I'm a, I'm my soul gonna come out through me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it just, Fact. whatever they would do would just mm-hmm. come out like that. And it, I don't know, man. Like I, I listened to the, the, the that self-titled Parliament album. Oh yeah, that's that so you know, much. Man, that's one of the ones that probably doesn't get as much fanfare as right. Let's take it to the and that's one of the coldest ones. Right, right, right. Everybody on flashlight and everybody on like, man, when you get back there, oh my god, they was on it. (laughs) That's that's dope, man. I think you know, uh, I I speak to you know a lot of MCs, and I think that's one thing that. You know, just us as a people, black people, man, we got to get back to playing instruments, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, as some of the best producers, you know, they'll get out there and 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 play everything in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, and uh, and I, I love to see that, man. And so you did mention, like I said, you wear a lot of different hats, bro. Uh, yes, as far yes, as sir. you know, art and painting and things yeah. of that nature, uh, yeah. like. How does that compare as far as the creation process to creating music? You know what I'm saying? Like it's all the same. Mm. It's all the same. I feel like, uh, like if you listen to you know Dream Spirits and Motivations at the beginning, I say this is an art piece by Redbird mm-hmm. Real. Right. It's not an album. It's mm-hmm. an art piece. I, I like to. I. I. And that goes back to what I was talking about earlier when I was saying I was trying to figure out who I was as an artist. Mm-hmm. And I came to the realization that I'm just the artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just different canvases that I use to create whatever I'm creating. Right. Whether it's canvas and paint or it's a video. Like if you if you look at a lot of my videos, I shoot a lot of my own videos. Uh, you know what I'm saying? If you, the guitar on there, I, I play most of the guitar on most of my albums. Wow. Uh, I, you know, again, most of the beats I, I'm producing. All my my little yo, kid, you know what I'm saying. I'm I didn't right have to cut you it. off. There was a couple guitar riffs I, that I on the album. I was like, damn, is that a sample? Like oh, so no. that. Damn. Man, hold on, that's my crybaby. Hold on, let me go get. I right, bet, bet, bet. That's my call. <laughs> Bring on over here. Yeah, yeah, you know. Wow, wow. My crybaby. Wow. Yeah. Yo, fam, there, there's, I'm going to have to get back with you uh, later because there's, I'm going to have to, forgot the name of the song, I have to listen mm-hmm. to it again, but that guitar riff was crazy on there, and I was like, I was like, yo, was it, it might have been, bro, is it like towards, it's not, is it like towards the end? Yeah, it's like middle end, and yes. it's got this yes. long guitar solo at yes. the beginning, yes. yeah, that's, that's Cucko. Wow, yeah. you played that? Yeah, I played all that. Damn, yeah. damn, bro! I had no idea, man. That's that's even doper, man. That's even, how'd you start playing guitar? Uh, funny thing, I can't play. Truth be told, I can't play, bro. <laughs> I, I can make it do what I needed to do in wow. the studio. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I plug it up. Mm-hmm. I play my little riffs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I play guitar like these new niggas rap. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do yeah, my yeah. four words. Yeah. Press pause. I think of my next four words. <laughs> but when I when I put it together, I make sure that I make it feel seamless and I make it feel like it's it one does. piece. Yeah, you know it saying? does feel seamless and it does feel one piece. Feel like uh, one piece. I would have never known that unless right. you would have said that. Um, right. And uh, and so you know, I, with this show, um, I've had uh, a lot of underground MCs on, and I feel like 
you know, lyricism seems to be making a comeback regardless of the region, right? Um, mm -hmm. Do you see the importance of lyricism coming back and becoming more of a focus in what we would consider the mainstream? Right. Uh, I, and that's what I, I was just going to say. I don't think lyricism ever left as much as it just wasn't looked at. Yeah. Uh, I think because, again, I'm, I am one of many dope Dallas MCs that really mm -hmm. spit, like right. real bars, real, real flows, all that. So uh, to me, it's always been around. Mm -hmm. I just feel like maybe uh, lately with, uh, you know, the Griseldas and stuff starting to hit some mainstream yeah. love and, uh, you know, a lot of the older cats, especially with the verses being so popular and people are seeing the older cats spitting their balls like with uh, yeah, like they had, when they had KRS and them on there, oh, KRS rapping, <laughs> rapping like he just made these songs yesterday. Just, just like he just made them, bro. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Like they brand new and they, right. and they still sound like. It'll sound great, man. You know what I'm saying? Like even though the timing may be a little different from the, today, it may have a little, it may, you know, the break beats or something a little, a little simpler, but when it comes to just Mike and man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that shit is timeless, right? Like, yeah. yeah, like, and that's, and so that's the thing. Hip hop has gotten to a point where it don't matter your age. It doesn't um, matter. Like all the stuff that we thought mattered when we were younger, it no longer matters. Yeah. Only thing that matters now is skill set. Yeah. Skill set. Do yeah, you have it or do you not have it? Right. You, right. If you ain't got it, the world will tell you now. And that's what <laughs> I was, that's what I was going to ask you next, man. Yeah, like, man. so we, like, what would you say, uh, makes up a dope MC. And mm -hmm. then on, on the second part, I'm going to ask you, what do you think makes up a, a trash, a whack MC? What makes an MC trash? But first, let's start off with, in your opinion, what would you say are the qualifications of a dope MC? Honestly, I think they're two sides of the same coin. Mm. I think that the dope MC is just the whack MC who put in enough time and grade, put in enough technique, put in enough education to become a dope MC. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We all start, uh, like, I, I, I say everybody starts whack. Mm -hmm. You may have some with natural talent. You know, there's right. always a LeBron. Right. But if LeBron don't go his ass to the gym, LeBron is on the bench. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And I think that while you have those natural ones, some of the others, you got to go to the gym the whole time. You didn't, you didn't get natural talent. So you need to be reading. You need to be writing. And you need to be practicing because mm -hmm. that is what's going to make you great. But I think that, again, same the flip side, but what makes them trash, they ain't in the gym. Right, right. They're not in there. They're not, they not practicing. They're not trying. They just, they, they think it's easy. They think yeah. this is just, oh, you can just, you can just say whatever. And it's like, yeah, nah, right. and, but it ain't going to do what you want it to do. And, you know, and that's the thing, bro, is the fact that. So when I think about uh, this, let's, let's stay on Outcast for a minute. Right. right on. Um, having a party record. Right. Uh -huh. Does not mean that you don't have to spit on it. Right. Definitely. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Now, you can slow it down, dumb it down a, a tad. Right. But um, I, I feel like sometimes we get to the point where. Uh, I don't, cause I'm not gonna say any names, but I, I've heard clips of mainstream artists like new record, and it sounds like the 30 other records that they did before. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I feel like, I feel like, you know, you we gotta get back to 
the point of originality where, you know, each each project does not have to sound like the last one, right? Like I wanna At hear, all. you know what I'm saying? Like- I, I, I definitely, I, I try to make mine sound like, nope, you don't know me. Like right. if you thought right. you knew me on the last one, right? still don't know me. Right. Now, granted the subject matters may be similar, mm -hmm. but sonically these are gonna be totally different things because if I give you the same thing I gave you before, you could just go get that. Right. Right. So exactly. I, I'd rather I'd rather be able to give you something new, something original, something that make you go, ooh, every time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of rappers, uh, especially, you know, especially with money, man. Once you start yeah. getting money, you start getting comfortable. It's like, oh, yeah. this is what y'all want? I give yeah. you this every time. <laughs> right. You know every time. You go, quarter pounder with cheese. Quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With cheese. And exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can either be McDonald's or you can be a chef. Right. So I, I'd rather be a chef, you know what I'm saying? Put new flavors, put the rosemary and the mm. thyme in it. You know what I'm saying? See how it tastes like that. Exactly, exactly. And you know, you was you spoke about your inspirations um, with, uh, you know, Outkast and Jay. Mm. And uh, you said Bun, right? Yes, sir. And, and and so that's, bro, they like, they that's how that's how they did. Their albums, like it was like you said, I mean, you could go, you could, I could listen to an Outkast album or a j album or a ugk album and tell you whatever that album from right you could see they was always evolving with their sound i right. saw like um, a bun b interview recently where you know he was talking about right before pimp died like that's what they were doing they were working on a new sound you know what i'm saying right. and right. and i think that's, that's important it's just like you being yeah. a painter right because you, you right. are an artist you're a painter right. as well you're not gonna paint the same, the the same the picture. same picture every time. Yeah, like, Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, exactly, exactly. Mona Lisa. It's like, come on, man. Right. Yeah, you got you got to look out another window. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, it's like, right, right. You can't look out the same window every time and draw the same thing. You look out right. another window. It's something else out there. Um, speaking of that though, like I said, you wear you wear many hats, man. I was it was dope to see and to hear about that you know you have recently made your acting debut and uh i mean that's yeah. dope man so you, you first you just got to let us know how did that come about man so it was not my debut oh, oh was, wow but it is my okay so my first the first movie i ever did we did in dc uh for the 48 hour film festival that was the black blur that okay. one was directed by wayne gray we did that back in oh um so with this project uh which is the working title now is awakenings mm -hmm. it was the runaway now it's awakenings you know what i'm saying you know how these things change and right. evolve and become the solid pieces that they are uh but at this point so um this one is directed by james fidel mm -hmm. and uh fidel is actually my sergeant from the pentagon back when i was wow. in the army so wow. Mm -hmm. When we, when we, uh, he basically, we, even when we worked at the Pentagon, we always did audio visual work. We did graphic mm -hmm. work, you know, that was just kind of nature of our business. So he, he got out. I don't even think he from Dallas. I, he got out and he, he moved to Dallas. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I'm from here. So I came back home and I ran into him and I'm like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> son, you out here. Yeah. Right. I'm going to find out he in the same circles I'm in, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Doing the same things. Wow. Uh, he was doing a lot of, um, like, uh, photography like for the, some of the shows that was going on in the city right and he, so he told me like man i got this movie idea i want to do you know what i'm saying but i don't know if you want to do it because it's a slave <laughs> role mm -hmm. and i'm like uh, i don't want to be a slave but right. 
I do want to do movies, so I do it because it's you. You know what I'm right. saying? You, you know, me and you do. We've been doing shit since back in the day. We can do something. So he, he, we got out there. He had costumes and everything. He had lights, cameras. You know, uh, shit. My dogs in the movie. My mm. wife worked on makeup. Like oh. I think he said the budget he had was the complete budget was eight hundred dollars. Mm, like wow. so, we put this whole movie together for like eight hundred dollars. But when you watch it. Like I was like I was nervous, right? Because this right. ain't my thing, right? Uh, right. But like in the sense of, I feel like I'm the LeBron when it comes to rap. I had it naturally. I, that was right. the thing I was good at. I just had to keep working at it to get mm-hmm. here. Acting, I need to go to the gym. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. was I was practicing and practicing and practicing to get it right. And we shoot it, and I'm giving it all I got. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. in my eyes, I'm 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 trying to be tired. I'm trying. I'm sweating right. and I'm doing all this. <laughs> yeah. you know, so I'm trying to give it authenticism, right? Mm-hmm. Authenticism. I think I said it right. Anyway, trying to make it authentic. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm nervous about it because it doesn't, I don't feel as confident in all of the performances. Like this part I did good. Oh yeah, I, I nailed that one. This one, right. I, I don't know if I nailed that. You know, right. but when I saw what he did with all the editing and how he put it together and everything, man, I got like that Will Smith bad boy, yeah. you know, when they get out the car and the shirt's flying <laughs> and they, I got a shot like that, man, yeah. I'm talking about, he got me, now, I'm a slave, he got me looking sexy as a slave, bro, <laughs> I'm out here, like, I'm standing on the train, hey, track, right, I'm standing on train tracks and I wipe my face and it's sweat everywhere and I blow, and you see the water come off yeah, my lip, yeah. I was like, I'm sitting next to my wife at the screen and, and that shit came on, I say, God damn, I look good, dog. <laughs> hey, I'm hot, nigga. I look around, people over here. Ooh, oh, that's him over there. I'm like, oh shit, this is good. This no, is really no. a good movie. <laughs> like it turned out, like I'm not gonna say, like I didn't, I didn't expect it to be whack, mm-hmm. but it still far exceeded my expectations. Right. Like, I thought, I thought, oh yeah, this would be cool. I didn't realize how good this would be. Like as I watched it, um, you know, as an audience member. It was a really good look, and I, I, I like I, I thank Fidel for even uh for even considering me for it. You know, hopefully yeah. we get some more stuff done. He he got more ideas, and you know, but with how this one's going, man, I'm I'm riding with him. What, what's the next one? Let's go to work. Right, right, and that's dope. And and so the process of putting music out, mm-hmm. um, you know, at this point. Um, it's not tough to, you know, get stuff on, um, you know, Apple and Spotify and all of that. But when it comes to movies, right, mm-hmm. um, now that y'all have created this movie, mm-hmm. what's the next step? What's the next step part of the process? So right now we're on the film circuit, the, the film festival circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Orlando Urban Film Festival in January, mm-hmm. and then we got the Cannes in... Oh. That's the big man. joint, man. Yeah, that's the big one. France, yeah. man. We're going to yeah. France, South France. Damn, France that's so, that's so dope. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I got to get my passport ready, baby. Oh, oh, we going to the French Riviera. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that, like, that's the crazy part. Because yeah. when it comes to never saw it coming, mm-hmm. nothing in my in my brain said, this, this is going to be the, mm. in mm-hmm. my head, it's just do a good job, Rip. Do a good job. And now based off me trying to do a good job, I get to take my wife to France. Man, that's, that's bro, that, that's, and that's, that's amazing, man. Salute to you again on that, man. Appreciate you know, it. like, Appreciate that's it. dope, man. Like, that's yeah. that's nothing small. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's right. A, 
Oh, so check this. This is just some more shit that, that I found out. So so we nominated at the cans now. We I think oh, wow. last time I talked, we was just finalists. Right. So right. now we nominated. So wow. now we See? the next thing we hear is and the winner is, which right. is gonna be crazy, but, right? But look, fam. Wait, wait, let me tell you the point. If we win, we are automatically submitted to the Oscars. Wow. Wow. You wow. see what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Redbird oh, Rip could get an Oscar. Man, you know what, <laughs> bro? Bring it to Dallas, man. You, you know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> bring, bring the Oscar to the hood. I'm taking the Oscar to Rudy. I'm man, taking the Oscar to Rudy. Fam, that I mean, think about that though, bro. Like that's that's really big. Like the Cannes Film Festival, like you're already nominated, right? And mm -hmm. and just being mm -hmm. nominated, that's something that you could always, always, you know what I'm saying, take with you. That that means that this movie is solidified. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And um, we, we got nominated two spots. We got uh I want to say I think it was like best uh best black heritage film and uh best small uh best short film, I think. Uh, let okay. me let me check to make okay. sure, but I, I want to say it was a uh, I think it was a uh, the first one was best black heritage. Hold on, here we go. Let me see here. This is Best first time filmmaker short, so that's mm. that one, mm -hmm. and then we got best black culture film. Those so nominated for both of those in the cans. I, that kind of leads uh, what I wanted to ask you. You know, uh, the legacy of slavery is all, already, you know, it's obviously painful in a right. sense. You know, how did you get your? How did you, as far as and you know, becoming a, like you know, act when and acting right, taking a mm -hmm. role. How did you get into the mindset of, you know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of people that say whenever they have a lot of interviews where actors have played roles like that, like, mm -hmm. you know, at certain points it may, you know, they got to kind of take a walk or something. You know what I'm saying? Cause right, it, right. It'll weigh down on them. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, well, to answer the first part of that, how did I prepare? Mm -hmm. I, I kind of, I watched a couple movies. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of see how people were doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be cliche though. Like yeah. my, my whole thing was I wanted to, I didn't play a slave. Mm. I played a black man in America in the early forming of America who just so happened to be a victim of American slavery. Man, right. You see right. what I'm saying? Like, and I think that is dignity. That right, that mm. part of it is what made it easy to play. Because mm -hmm. at that point, it just became being black in America. Right. You know, right. And, and from that point, I, I was able to just kind of maneuver how being black in America, we maneuver. It's like, I can't right. do what I want to do because everything is looking at me to do this. So I have to do what I have to do in order to make it, you know, and it, it, and it turned out like it, my, my role in the movie is like, um, I, I play Nasir. Mm -hmm. He's a uh, like he's field, of course. He's you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying field slave, and he finds out that he's about to be sold. Mm. So he's he um he's told by his wife that who his pregnant wife that he's about to be sold, and that if he doesn't run, they're going to send him down. Like you know how they say yes. send you down south. Right, they're about right. to send him further south. It's about to get bad for him. So the only way that he sees himself surviving is to run away. Wow. So 
he goes that and that's where I like the role come like my role comes in as in the figuring out that you have to run and then the running right you know what I'm saying so um once it got to the running part uh that's where I'll say that I felt the slavery yeah, yeah. um I ran through a cornfield, right? Mm. So in the movie, uh, we had a nice drone shot. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Shout out my partner, Jay King. Jay King did the drone shots for us. Uh, he, uh, so we was we was out in a cornfield, and I got on these oversized church shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, straight straight slave. You know how slaves work. You know, you don't mm. get shoes your size. You give what somebody give you. Right. So I'm out here with oversized shoes trying to run through a cornfield the corn is at least six Dang. six feet in the air right i'm five nine right right so right. when i was running through this cornfield you know in my head i'm acting right but it got real real <laughs> when i'm in here and it's dark and mm-hmm. you can hear animals shuffling around mm. and all you see is branches nah, and trees in front of your face yeah. you can't really see what's mm. ahead of you all you can see is up you know right. so you looking up and you got sunlight mm. but it's still dark because everything you're in the shadows mm. of everything standing over you you got to go through it right. and you got to move it to go through it man say i ain't i ain't ran so fast in my yeah. life <laughs> all i was thinking was lord don't be no snakes in here don't be right. no coyotes or something hiding out little, you know whatever little animals that could be running out here that I might be disturbing they den yeah, they might yeah, want to yeah, get yeah. at me you yeah. know I, like I'm talking but I was running through that corn man sorry. and that's crazy too because I mean they that's what they really had to deal with they you know really saying? had and they hiding in it you know what I'm right. saying like it, there's scenes where um where I'm I'm like ducking off hiding and like it's pff, spiders and ants and all kinds of insects and stuff stinging you and stuff biting at you like just in us filming we should right. be on the side of the water there's mosquitoes on the side of the water mm. so it's like if it just a, and I'm, I'm only doing this for like maybe a couple hours two hours three hours a day right like i can't imagine having to wake up 24 hours go to sleep right. wake up out here like that you know what i'm saying but right. in that small portion i was able to feel like a portion of what it took mm-hmm. and Man, that's it's it's realer than a lot of people think. Yeah, right, right. Oh yeah, I'm. And if you told somebody right now they had to run four miles to freedom, they might not make it four miles. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And that's just a good shoe. That's an Air Max. (laughs) Facts, man. You know, and and, but wow, man, that's I think that's one of the that's you know just to think about it as far as that's the difference between you know. acting right mm-hmm. and uh, other art forms where you're absorbing like a character right. and you're becoming a character and what was it like as far as because you've heard yourself on record right what was it like seeing yourself on big screen yeah that one that one like i said that was nerve-wracking because mm-hmm. I, like I said i didn't have i don't have i ain't gonna say i don't I didn't have the same confidence. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a little more confident in it because I've seen it. So it's like, not bad. But right. beforehand, I didn't have the confidence of it. But looking looking at myself on, on, on camera, I, I noticed things that I think would be mess ups. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But 
as it's kind of like you know when you hear your own voice you know you might yeah. hear you might have you know might have stumbled over a word but, but nobody the, else here. nobody else yeah. heard that you right. know what i'm saying but it's just kind of being over critical of yourself right i think i'm way more critical of myself on screen than i am on the record though yeah like on the record i feel like hey man it's how i talk so you'll just get it with yeah. the screen it's like i have to be that guy I don't, i'm not allowed to be me like right. it's easy to be me Right. It's hard to be somebody else. And right. that's where I think the uh the 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 confidence kind of drains a little bit. No doubt, man. No doubt. Um, so I appreciate you for coming through the show, bro. Sure. Uh, everybody who uh you know, let them know what the name of the latest album is, let them let them know what the name of the movie is, let them know where sure. they can, you know, just get in, in tune and tap in with everything that you got going. Yes, sir. So uh, the album Dreams, Fears, Motivations available on all streaming sites. You can get it anywhere you listen to music. Uh, the movie Awakenings uh, right now is at the Orlando Urban Film Festival. Going to be hitting the cans this summer. Uh, it isn't uh, screening yet. We had one screening at the Pan-African Theater. Mm -hmm. uh, in be, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, we, we said we're going to do another one. I think the Urban uh, the Orlando Urban Film Festival is going to be streaming it as well. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep people posted on it. Uh, and as always, it, me and all things me can be found at www.ripdoeseverything.com, man. And right. I got and everything there from music to art to videos to writing to anything I do. I got some comedy skits. I got all, er, everything on that site, man. You, if you go there now, you'll be there for the next five hours. Yeah, and Rip does do everything, man. Indeed. I mean, we see that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and, sir. Uh, I appreciate you for coming on. I salute your talent. I salute every avenue that you are, a, you know, expanding and creating in. And sure. I wish you nothing but continued success in the future, bro. Thank you. And thank you for having me. And you know what I'm saying? Blessings to you and your podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to see your show doing good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. You got it appreciate working. It. You got it going. I've seen a couple of shows. You've been doing it. And you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm happy for you. And anything you need from me, man, holla at man. We're always ready to work. I will do. We'll do, fam. You have a good one, sure. bro. You as well. All right. Yeah.